It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Wow, what an intro in our headphones. Don't know why that was so loud, Brady, but uh, I fixed it so that next time it won't be so loud. What? Yeah, that's okay. That was that was quite the way to start off our Tuesday. Uh, but it's week six. We'll have a good week. Have some uh, teams that can at least stake partial claims to league titles. And we're, we're, we're getting down the home stretch. We're finishing the second third of the season. Well, I'm not saying that I dislike the new format. Um, so don't so please don't take this this way when I make this minor complaint. Um, but this is one thing that I miss from the changes that they made. What only just last year, right? 2020 was the first year. Yeah. So, anyways, the um, playoff format. It used to be week six was a big deal because it was the earliest that teams could clinch a playoff spot by getting to six wins. We don't do it that way anymore. So I don't know. Some teams probably have wins clinched before they even start the season, or have uh, playoff spots <laughs> clinched before they even start the season. Because, well, that that was our big thing when it started. Was this was to favor a few teams that were squawking and crying about stuff? Um, I don't know. Has it been? Uh, I mean, last year you had Flint Powers get in at three and six, and then get which was stomped, an abomination, and then got stomped in the uh, first game, but it also helped our area team. Richmond got in at four and five last year and might, and has a, uh, we'll get into it more, but their, their chances have gone down, but they still have a, a chance to get in at four and five again this year because the BWAC has been so damn good. Yeah. Um, we'll start with, uh, there were a couple of games on Saturday and then we'll get into some more stuff. Brady's got some interesting things for you uh, later on in the show. And of course the top tens will be coming up uh, also later on in the podcast here and we'll get things rolling in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. I want to tell you what, uh, Brady, if you're not doing anything on a Saturday, if you've got a Saturday clear, and and unfortunately, because I think this is their last home game, actually. um, Yeah, because Cardinal Mooney. Because I think they play at Cabrini. Yep, and then they play at who is their week seven? I just had it up for oh at Whitmore Lake. Yeah, and then uh, depending on what happens, they'd either be I'm not sure if Lutheran Northwest is home or away, but if that if things go right, they'll be playing at Ford Field in week yeah. nine. Yeah, and uh, so I've I've actually I think I got that blank, don't I? I I, I don't. Know. Anyway, so but you it, saw but, them play, but uh, anyways. My point being is that if you're free on a Saturday, you've got to go and watch Brendan Hazen later play. You just got to. We talked about this, what, in the winter and in the spring a bit with how, how who are the must-see players because we talked about it with Tyler Jamison that if you have a night free, go watch Port here on Northern play basketball, and he's must-see. Yeah. And I think we had the same with Kasner and Algonac, which if you got a chance to watch Algonac play, watch this kid pitch. Go see Ella Stevenson yes. play softball. Go see Brendan Hazen later play football. Yes. He is phenomenal, and he has a good team around him, which elevates him higher that he's not can't be the the only focal point. Because if you do focus eleven guys on him, they have other guys that will score. Now, Waterford are the Lady of the Lakes couldn't do anything about it, even if they wanted to. Well, but but I mean, I just. You you know me, Brady. You know me for a while now. Um, I I'm not a hype guy. I'm not a and I don't go on my broadcasts and do and say things. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty real with what I do. My reactions are genuine. And when I'm in the middle of a football game and there's a touchdown that makes the score like thirty four to nothing or whatever it did. Um, but my comment is. He made a move at the 10, and that kid doesn't have a jock strap anymore. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Because that's what he did to the kid. Like, I thought the kid was going to need hip surgery after the play because Hazen later moved his body in a way that people aren't supposed to be able to move, and he made that defender miss so badly and look so silly. On the play that I almost felt sorry for the kid. The way you except I was so excited for Hazen later scoring again. The other thing you said in the in, in their win over Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, what was it, forty forty one to seven. seven? Was that he makes unnatural movements look natural? Mm-hmm. That what I thought was the even better descriptor was, and when you see it, it makes sense. Like he moves on a dime that's so unnatural, like you said, that he can find the open hole, and he can get around defenders. And the other part of it is he's strong enough that if he doesn't have room to go around you, he'll go through you. Yeah, and I was trying to think of people that were similar that, I, that I've seen, uh, and I've seen great runners. Um, Mark Chapman, one of the greatest runners, but Mark was just so fast, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the cuts that he made. He just ran by people. Yeah. Um, whereas Hazen Lader's fast 
and powerful, but he cuts like it's just like you said, it's it's on a dime. It's like he's going to his left and all of a sudden he's running up the middle for people. Yeah. He's running to his right and all of a sudden, again, he's up the middle running through a big hole and nobody can can touch him at that point. He scored 38 of their 41 points. He yeah. had six touchdowns and a two-point conversion run. His six touchdowns went for 198 yards. Okay, those are those were just the six times he touched the ball and scored. He only had 14 carries and he went for another 265. He's well over 1300 yards rushing this year. I think he's close to 14, isn't he? It's like 13590 something like that. Gotcha. So I mean it it's just what he's doing is so much fun. Um, and they have a huge game this week that we'll get to um, a- as the week goes on. But they just they have a huge game this week with uh, Everest that is a big deal for Cardinal Mooney. And Cardinal Mooney is getting healthy at the right time, too. Yes. They had some guys back that had been out in other games that I think uh, really elevate that football team. Ryan Trombley, it's the best pass catch I've seen this season. Yeah. He and he's fall, been, falling backwards. He almost did a somersault catching the ball. And he's been out since midway through the seminary game. Yeah. Uh, which, again, that game might go differently if he's healthy. But don't worry. You might see them later. We'll talk about that in about a segment. But that's it, it was an expected win for Mooney, and it sets them up for a big game this week. Before we get into the big games this week, we had, what, one or two other games on Saturday? Well, uh, Brown City had the big one at Martin. Uh, and I kind of had a suspicion, Brady. I didn't think it would be this bad, right? But I kind of had a suspicion that that Martin would be the team that kind of said, "Look, Brown City, you're the new kid on the block, and we're the number one team in the state." I didn't know it was going to be forty nine to six, but um, uh, we both did pick Martin to win that game because there there is a process. You're not just going to. St- I, I know it's romantic and everything. But it's not like Brown City was winning or competing for state championships before they switched to eight-man. So it's kind of unrealistic to say, oh, they're just going to run the table and kill everybody uh, because there are other good teams out there. That being said, they might not lose another regular season game. Britton-Deerfield, I believe, will be a tougher game. Yeah, they're Uh, three and two this year. But I just, uh, uh, again, I've never seen them play. I know they took out Deckerville last year in the playoffs. They lost to Concord, which uh, I think that's a pretty good team in, in an eight-man. And they lost to North Point Christian, which is, again, yeah, the eight-man really team good that team. has like 300-some kids in it that's too big to play for a, uh, state ti- for a state title. So those aren't two bad losses, and this is not an easy game for uh, Brown City, especially since it's on the road. Yeah, but I just – I don't know. I like I, I had a feeling that they would run into a buzzsaw this past week. I've got a feeling they're going to have a nice bounce back this week. It's just the the gut thing for me, but I don't have anything scientific to go with that. Just just a gut feeling, um, because I, I do like this Brown City team. And again, I know they got kicked this past week, but I still feel like. Um, they're they're going to win some games, and they're still a threat in the state of Michigan. Yes, they are. Any other Saturday business to clean up with? Uh, was there another Saturday? I think that was all the Saturday games, at least, that we care about. I, th- I think you're right as well. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. All the other eight-man games went on on Friday, right? Yeah, let me just yeah, double yeah, Deckerville. Those, those are our only Pat, Saturday Gay games. Pack, yeah. So, um, All right, so that sets up a fun week six, and Dennis – you have teams that can at least clinch, well, mathematically at least a share of the league title. For some, it's just a foregone conclusion if they win this week. They'll eventually get the the, the full league title. But mathematically, teams can at least get a share this week. And we have, what, quite a few, don't we? Yeah, well, start with Northern because the win over PH, basically the Northern PH game, we were saying it was the de facto blue championship. Right. Because I, I don't think Northern or PH is going to lose. Now, uh, Northern did get another injury. They're already without Fletcher, 
and Dylan Bloink went down. Fairly certain he's not playing this week. I don't know for sure. Um, just from what you saw. J- just just from what I saw, it didn't look good. But I don't think that that matters. I think Ty Fletcher can come in at quarterback, and the Huskies can do what they do, um, and they'll they'll win over and Frazier. And that's where Larry Rollins' offense really helps insulate a young quarterback that, like, Let's just use Cross-Lex as an example. If, if they have to put another quarterback in, it's kind of baptism by fire. There's no easing them in. I mean, if you have if Belly Grappi's healthy and when he gets back, yes, that makes a big difference. But with Northern's offense, you can go in and very much just manage the game, very much ease your way in and not be asked to throw it 15, 20 times, not be asked to make a bunch of reads and – Hey, if you can get us to 20 points, our defense will, will do a pretty good job and we'll, we should win comfortably. I will say this about Ty Fletcher. He passes the eye test. Yeah. He looks like a player and he looks like a quarterback. But we've seen players before that look like you, you look at them and you go, they should be great and they get in the game. And it's a lot different when you have yeah. guys running at you. But I, I do have trust in him that at least. And it does help that you get to ease in with two not-as-great-Mac blue teams. But uh, assuming Northern beats Frazier this week, sixth straight year that a Port Huron area school will have won or shared the blue title. The Big Reds did it in 17 when they were in a three-way tie Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Gross Point North and Roseville. They also won it outright in 20 and 21, and the Huskies won it outright in 18 and 19, and they have a chance to at least get it share here in 22 and if they run the the table the next two weeks in league they're going to win it outright yeah and i guess technically you win it outright if port Huron somehow loses the lawn screws north which isn't going to happen yeah I, I didn't even put that scenario down <laughs> although that is a scenario um because it holds true in the silver too if marine city goes to the lamp fear this week uh and wins that guarantees they're going to win at least a share of the title. And if St. Clair can knock off South Lake, that would clinch the title, actually, for the, the Mariners. Uh, Marine City's won three straight silver crowns, so they're looking for their fourth straight title. You know, just since they joined the Macomb Area Conference, which was 1996 was the year they joined, uh, and, and at that time it was the Max Cal. For one year. For one year. Uh, but they, they have won 20 league titles right and i think it's 25 or 26 years mm-hmm. so that's that's pretty good and one Those of the years they didn't runs. win it they won a state title yeah yeah that's that's the the anomaly and all that was one of their state titles came in a year where they didn't even league, win a league title this stat when i told you it you went really and then you thought about it and you went, well, it makes sense because Harbor yep. Beach has been so good. But in the GTC East, an ugly win over Cass City this week clinches at least a share of the GTC East title, and it would only be the third league title for Ubley in 12 years? Yeah. Stop and look. Like, if you get the opportunity, go to the Michigan High School football football historical site. Michigan-football.com. And, um, and, and look at, like, Ubley's – playoff runs and and you'd think that they must win league championships every year that they'd have a marine city like stat yeah uh, and and actually it, it's not the case they, they've only uh won uh five league titles since the gtc east has been formed and they've made it to more than five semifinals. yes yes well like let's take two years ago for example Sandusky had a a really, really good team. They beat them. Harbor Beach beat them in the open. And then they made a run. And it's a a testament to to that the GTC East is usually one of the toughest D7, D8 conferences in the state of Michigan. Yeah. um, This year, not so much. Like, Ubley is good. Then there's some I separation between Ubley and Beach, good. but Beach is good. I think Ubley's just that damn good that they make everyone else. You go, oh, they're not up to snuff, but no, they are. It's just you have a state title favorite in your league, which makes everyone else look bad. Yeah, and then of course uh, we we kind of alluded to the fact Mooney, who has never beaten Everest, zero yes. seven against them all time. If they win Saturday's game uh, at East China Stadium, that clinches a share. 
of the league title and will send Mooney to the prep bowl. Even if they tie for the league title, they'll have the tiebreaker. Right, over both Liggett and – well, Liggett has two losses now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and is the only competition. And Mooney hasn't won a league title since 2014 when they won a very small independent league. They yeah. they had just switched back from eight-man to 11-man football. And it was basically the – Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah, like because Dearborn the Star, Chavez. Dearborn Star, University of Prep, Math and Science, and Mayville. Was, were oh, the Mayville four, was Were the four-team league. And <laughs> they went, that year in 2014, they went four and five, but three of their wins were league wins. Yeah. So they haven't won a, uh, a title in the Catholic League going back to 2001. So, again, two birds, one stone can knock, knock off those streaks uh, Saturday afternoon, because Everest is playing well. They took it to Liggett, which surprised me a little bit. Now I got some intel there that the uh, running back for Liggett didn't play. Then that doesn't surprise me a lot. <laughs> if and, if, I, and I'm if assuming Oliver it's Service, good intel. If Oliver Service didn't play for Liggett, then that score does not surprise me because he, not only was he their running back, he was probably their best defensive player, and he would erase a lot of mistakes as a safety. So, okay, that makes more sense. But I still claim that Everest is a good football team. And, and again, their problem, similar to like the Big Reds. The Big Reds can't shake that cloud of week one where everybody sees the score, mm-hmm. you know, they've, they've got, you know, the, the new Lothrop game in week three, they lost 55 to nothing. Well, they also lost week one to Montrose 27, they, but Montrose is not a shabby team. No, no, but it's Everest doesn't, they, they, they might lose those games, but like last year, they lose it 40 to 28. They're competitive. Everest doesn't lose games 55 to nothing. And that's what kind of at least, set off a, a red flag for me. But in their last two games, they have corrected course. However, I have to imagine uh, Brendan Hazenlater is going to be probably the best player they they faced, especially without an, a tune-up against uh, a really good Oliver Service player, the, the Texas baseball commit that we talked about yeah. uh, from Liggett. Well, 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 we'll see what happens like, I, I I still think this is uh, anybody's ball game. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be openly rooting for Mooney to win. Um, number one, I like their team. I like their coaches. I, I like the people. When we when we go there to the games, uh, they treat us really nice. They're very they're very likable. And it's been a long time since good things have happened to the program that you want good things to keep happening for the program. Right. But, again, there, there's that stigma, and I said it before the Shrine game, even though I was pretty confident Mooney was going to beat Shrine this year, and they did by a lot. But you haven't beaten a team. You got to go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Until you finally knock, like you said, just like Shrine, until you knock that demon off, it's still there. So those are all the teams that can at least clinch a share of the league title. And I think most of them would be favored to do so. Yeah. The, Mooney's the only one that's really up in the air, I'd say. Too early to uh, to call on the eight-man because uh, they, they in our area we league. have eight-team leagues. So right. it's it's like the BWAC. It's, it's not going to be decided until week eight. And the BWAC has some interesting games this week as well. Yes. All right. You got anything else? I do not. Um, up next... What I did is just, you know, you know, I love doing all the projections and stuff, and I'm not going to bore you with all that. But what I'm going to do is for each division that we care about, just give you a few teams from outside the area that you need to look at. And when you're looking through scores on Friday night, Saturday morning, you say, ooh, this team won or this team lost, and how that could affect possibly your team or other teams in the area. All right. We'll be back. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. 
and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. Athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron school's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, The Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports podcast and now Brady. Yeah, so uh, as we're entering the final uh, month of the season, playoffs start looming larger and larger. And no, nothing's set in stone yet. A lot of things can change. I mean, you never know with injuries and things like that what happens. But what we do know is roughly the 35 to 38 teams in contention for the 32 playoff spots in each division, would you say that's fair? Yes. You have a you, – you know – what about 20 to 25 of the teams are going to be at this point? And you can project kind of where those last half dozen or so line up. So I just want to go by division and talk about what you're looking at the rest of the way and what teams you need to, to look out for, which teams you need to cheer for for certain events to happen, which teams you need to root against for certain events to happen. Let's start in D2 because D2 is kind of the easiest. Port Huron High and Port Huron Northern are, are on an island in Division Two. 
The closest D2 school to them is Lance Cruz. Now, Lance Cruz looks like they will make the playoffs at this point. Um, They're in the white, and we've talked about how the white has struggled a bit. Lance Cruz right now sitting at 3-2 and two overall. They still go to Cousineau. They still play Lance Cruz North. They play Lakeview this week. They're a team you want in because if they're in, there's almost no way they aren't in your district. And then it gets hairy because it's really up to the the MHSA and whoever decides the districts. Because after that, you have a cluster of Lakeview, Roseville, De La Salle, and maybe Cousineau all could be in that same area. And it's basically take whatever team out of those four you want that could make a district with Port Huron High and Northern. And there's not really a wrong answer. No, and, and I would even like they got to figure out if if one or both of the Gross Point schools Gross make Point it. South looks like they will. The, you know, then you you got to you got to wonder where they're going to stick them, or they're going to make them go down and play somebody in Detroit. Right, send them send them south of the of the border. Um, yeah, it's and there's not really any D twos in Detroit. They're all usually smaller. The big one is Cass, and they're D1 and Kings D3. So there's no real inner city school yeah. for them to go play. D2 and I'm going to tell suburbs. you, if they make somebody travel, they'll make a Port Huron school travel before they make Gross Point South travel. So, I mean, that's kind of where you're at. Lakeview and Lons Cruz are probably your best bet just because it's nice and tidy up 94, and that way they could keep De La Salle, Cousineau, um, Roseville all together and probably bring Gross Point South into that mix. Yeah. So and, and and believe you me, Roseville and De La Salle are screaming and kicking, saying they want to be separated because they don't want to see each other till a regional final. But they are like a mile from each other. Yeah, literally. It would be like separating Port Huron High and Northern. I do want to say there is a very off chance. I don't think this would happen, but. I think there is a small possibility, and I think we talked about it last year, that Swartz Creek is also kind of on an island just south of Flint, that depending on who's there, I could see where uh, in trying to keep the rest of the districts nice and tidy, they say, okay, we'll have one wonky district, and Port Huron High and Northern would go with Swartz Creek and maybe a fourth school depending on who from Saginaw makes it and who from Detroit. There is a small chance they go west, but 90-plus percent chance that you're you're rooting for Lance Cruz and Lakeview to try to avoid a De La Salle until a regional. Schwartz Creek, pretty good this year too, by the way. Yes, they are, but that's, that's the one other one. Let's go to D4, and D4 seems pretty cut and dry, where there's only a few factors, kind of like D2. So in your mind, you're thinking, okay, if Marysville can make it, you have Croslux, North Branch, and Marysville. Boom, that's easy. Um, Put them in the same district. But it might not work out that way. One team you need need to look out for is Lake Fenton. Now, Lake Fenton might not be a great team, but they there is a chance they get in at, at four and five. There's an off chance they get in as low as three and six. And that is a would be a, a team that would could possibly pull North Branch West. Now, if Marysville doesn't make it, and that's not a foregone conclusion at this point, if Marysville doesn't make it, you could have a district of death with Croslex, North Branch, possibly Freeland and Goodrich. Which those are four teams that are all all could be regional title good that only one would survive. Now the good news is if is if you get out of that, you're probably the, the regional title game's probably gonna be the easiest of your first three games. But Lake Fenton's a team to look out for because they would pull they would pull teams west and, and make it nice and tidy. The other one from that group is Ortonville Brandon. If Ortonville Brandon can make it, you could get a nice tidy Flint group. Now, well, yeah, like like Lake Fenton and Brandon are are hard to separate, right? Like they're close enough together that they would probably go to the same district. And then the the third, the, you talk about the fourth team in the district. If it's not Marysville, um, well, if Marysville makes it, who's that fourth team? You're probably looking at 
like a Detroit East English, maybe a Lamp Fear center line. I think uh, if they make it, could be in there. But then again, you, there is a chance that um, you get pull, the the they separate the districts and that goes west. But Lake Fenton's the team in D four. Lake Lake Fenton and Ortonville Brandon. <laughs> if they both make it, then you have a really good chance of getting a for us an all local district. Yeah. But you have to remember North because Goodrich fits well with Brandon yes. and. Uh, like Fenton so that too. would be a three team. Now the only uh, scare would be, do you pull North Branch in there and North Branch because they are out on that island. That North Branch would go there, but Lake stick, stick Freeland in there. Yeah, that's because Freeland's kind of out on. Yeah, Freeland is in D four. They are kind of in no man's land. There's no easy place to put them. But if you don't put them there, you have to put them west. But anyway, Lake Fenton. Ortonville, Brandon. You want those teams to win games so that it creates a nice little district and you can get North Branch, well, North Branch and Cross Lex. I don't know if they would want to play each other twice in like three or four Yeah, weeks. I was going to say twice that close together because they play in week eight. But I would imagine um, Lampfear, assuming they lose to Marine City and how stacked the BWAC's been this year, that they would be the one and two seed. And because North Branch played Hamtramck, there is a chance that North Branch could lose to Cross-Lex and still maybe host a playoff game, which would be wild. All right, D5. D5 could be the tidiest, the easiest one to to go with because we might have a very simple, very easy district that is impossible to break up. Marine City is going to make it. Armada is going to make it. I don't think there's too much contention with that. And I think it would take something crazy to happen if it doesn't. We think Yale, if they can beat Lutheran North, has a very Emily City Lutheran North has a very good shot to make it because they're going to get the win over Algonac. Yeah. Five and four almost guarantees Yale in. Now, the wild card is Richmond. Richmond has, I would say, a less than fifty percent, but a, a real chance to make it at four and five. It really depends, and that's a long rabbit hole I'm not going down. But Richmond <laughs> has a chance to make it at 4-5. and five. If they can upset someone in that three-game stretch, they are guaranteed to make it at 5-4. and four. If Richmond makes it and Yale makes it, then you have a really easy district of Yale, Armada, Marine City, and Richmond. However, if you don't, then you're starting to root for other teams to make it and now, yeah, you're going to be in a district with South Lake or Country Day or Notre Dame Prep, which isn't great. But the big one's Frankenmuth. And what you need to hope for with Frankenmuth is a team like Essexville Garber or Saginaw Swan Valley doesn't get in. So it pulls them to the northern part of the Upper Peninsula, and you end up not having to see Frankenmuth until they state final. Because Country Day is good and Notre Dame Prep is good, but I don't think they're boogeyman good where you'd be like, ah, crap, there's Frankenmuth. There's a, there's a real chance that the, the, the local district in D5 gets pulled south and you're playing. Uh, it's, it's a similar path to what you would have had last year, which would be very nice for whoever comes out of that district. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at snooze to you right now and just seeing how what they've got set up. Uh, and and they do have Marine City, Yale, Armada, and Richmond all in one group, which I like. Which snooze to you is a great uh, uh, tool. Again, go use them; they're great. Uh, the only the problem with them right now is there could be teams that have a gauntlet of a schedule the rest of the way. Yeah. Well, I was just looking at like what Richmond's got. They're going to be the underdog in their next three weeks. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not a tough road. I, it is a tough road. I mean, it, it is it is a tough road, and and then Clintondale is their final game, which at this point is a must win, right? Unless you pull off an upset. Yeah, if if they basically they've got, uh, and I don't know in what order, but basically Richmond still has to play They're North Branch, Almont, and Armada mm-hmm. before they play Clintondale. If somehow they found a way to win one of those games. That obviously is going to help them really a nice. lot, and we like all local districts because it basically guarantees a regional finalist for us. Yes, which is really nice. But there is an off chance you could get something like last year, where Armada and Richmond are in a same, or Armada and Yale are in a district, and Marine City goes to that weird Detroit area because, well, 
if if there are only three of those four teams make it, that's a possibility. Yeah. So in in that district, I guess cheer for maybe Swan Valley or Garber to lose because Frankenmuth's been the boogeyman. Keep them away. Keep them to the west side. That's what happened last year. And yeah, I wouldn't be my my feelings wouldn't be hurt if I don't have to see a Frankenmuth team <laughs> team again because boy have they been the killer. Um, D six real quick. Um, Almonts are only D six team that has a chance to make it, which I think you talk about clinching the BWAC been so good and them picking up Hamtramck. They may have already clinched a playoff spot. They are so it's so up in the air with them. Uh, but they're going to see someone good no matter what in, in, in a district, whether it's Millington, Durand or Warren collegiate, they're going to have a tough district. There's really no – it's pick your poison at that point. So there's really no one to root for or root against. You're going to have a really tough district no matter what. There's no way to sneak out of uh, an easy path there. Yeah, and I'm just trying to, like, finagle things, and it's not easy to finagle. No. I, I mean, mean – If you go north, you have Millington. If you go west, you have Durant. If you go south, you have Warren Collegiate. And they're all about equidistant yeah. away from Almont. Yeah, and like other potential teams that you could put Elmont against, like you you could slide them in a district with like Clawson and Bishop Foley if you're thinking about. But then you'd be in like, collegiate with yeah. collegiate, and that collegiate's a really good team. Like I mean, this one it doesn't really make sense to me. What is it? That's um, they have they have Elmont playing Lansing Catholic, and the other and side the- is Durand and Millington. Yeah, like that's not really a geographically working. No, and what you have to remember is you think, well, this doesn't make sense here, but you try to make the most sense out of all the districts. So you go, well, this makes a nice tidy district here, but then it causes someone to have to travel two hundred miles somewhere yeah. else. So it's the the trying to make the most. I guess have no districts make no sense. So not they might not make the most sense, but if some districts don't look completely out of whack, they want to keep it as an average of a decent district ge- geographically. All right, let's go to the final district or the final division in D8. And the big question is, will Cardinal Mooney have to be in a district with Ubley and Harbor Beach and have a huge matchup early in the playoffs? And the answer is, I really don't know. Um, and I know my job is to know, but Vassar and Reese are going to be two teams that play a part. And they might not even play a part. Uh, there's a good chance you have a, a district of Marlette, Beach, Ubley, and Mooney. But it re- this one's going to come down to do people, how do they, they draw the district, basically. Because if Vassar or Reese make it, you have two teams in Saginaw with Lutheran Seminary, which they could just put them there. They could bring Ubley and Beach with them. Uh, I've seen projections where Mooney is in a different is in a district with Marlette and Everest and like Mount Clemens. Um, this is where I go back to. You might see a nice tidy district. Like there's a chance that Clarkston Everest, along with Mount Clemens and Mooney, are all in different districts, and they are three of the closest teams in D8 to each other. Yeah. I like what snooze to you has. What do they have? They have Mooney playing uh, Lutheran Northwest, which would be a rematch of last year's round one, mm-hmm. which uh, Mooney would uh, have some extra motivation for that one. And the other side is Mount Clemens and Everest, which would mean you could get a second Mooney-Everest game this year under that scenario. And also, it's separated from where – Ubley and Beach and Marlette would be to where those teams wouldn't meet until a semifinal. So one team I think you need to root for in this is um, down in Detroit. You would have in a district with like Riverview, Gabriel Richard. Uh, you would need a uh, Melvindale Academy for Business and Tech to make it. Hey, they're four and one. Yeah, but uh, they 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 need to make it. Because then that makes a nice little Detroit district and it allows a Mount Clemens. You might have to play Everest again, but you would avoid the big one with Ubley until possibly a regional or, in the snooze-to-use case, a semifinal. 
Yeah. If you can get pulled south and you're Mooney, I know Ottawa Lake Whiteford's 5-0, and but if you can avoid Mooney or Lutheran Seminary and snooze to use projections until a semifinal, I, I would take that and let one of those two teams knock each other off. Again, I would like to see a Mooney-Ubley playoff game. I'd like to see it later rather than sooner. Well, I mean, obviously... In the perfect world, we'd see it in the semifinal, guaranteeing one of them how about, is going to Fort Field. How about, oh, Jesus, I'm dying. How about Mooney Ugly at Memorial Stadium in mid-November? I would do that. That sounds that'd like be, a That would be fun with me. Yeah, that would be the most neutral spot. I mean, if, if we had to do like, because Mar- Marysville has turf, do it in Marysville. Yep. I, I would have no complaint of Go that to either. Richmond. I, I could. I could tolerate yeah. Richmond, although it might be a little cold in Richmond that time of the year. Yeah, because we're outside <laughs> at Richmond. Yeah. But that's um, those are the teams to look for. So, if, again, D8 is kind of a crapshoot. It, it doesn't matter which teams make it or don't. It's going to be how the district drawers are feeling that day. Almont and D6, kind of the same thing. You're going to have a really good team no matter where you go. D5... You want Richmond to make it at four and five, so it makes a nice little district. If not, you want Essexville Garber or Swan Valley to lose, so it pulls Frankenmuth away from from our local district. D four, it's you want Lake Fenton and you want Ortonville Brandon to win because that would allow North Branch and Marysville to have a nice little tidy district with, with a team like Lamphere Centerline in there as well, and you avoid a possible district of death with Goodrich and Freeland and teams like that. And D2, you want Lance Cruz, Nor- or Lance Cruz and Lakeview to keep winning so you, you can avoid De La Salle as long as possible. Yeah. Did I miss anything else? I don't and think so. And so sparsely populated that they only have 16 teams that make it. At this point, you just got to get in because basically right away you're going to be playing a good team. Yes. And a team from your area more than likely. Yes. All right. You good? I am good. Top 10's next. Top 10's are next. That'll be fun. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 918 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady, and it's time for one of my least favorite parts of the week, and that's uh, upsetting people with my top ten. And the top ten, well, you had more trouble with it than I did. Usually you're pretty clear and concise with it. Where, especially um, at the top, you really had to deliberate on what you were going to do. Well, I mean, in the end, I didn't do anything with with the top of my rankings. Um, I did shuffle a couple of things in my bottom five. Well, Well, we'll talk about it. We'll start. I'll start. Number 10, Harbor Beach. Your only loss is to Ubley. I'm not going to blame you too much for that. A lot of teams are losing to Ubley. And you took care of, of a, a winning Marlette team. Um, I've got Almont at number 10. That's where I had them last week. They've lost two in a row. Um, the, the, it was a, a close game with Armada. Uh, I still think Almont is a real good team, but they've got a tough game this week, so you could be looking at three straight losses if they don't beat Crosslex. Um, so... Uh, Elmont's at number 10, but they stayed in my poll despite a second straight loss. Elmont's number nine for me. They did lose two straight, but they've played two top five teams. They're not losing to bad teams, and North Branch wasn't as competitive. They were competitive with Armada, and it, it, they had a chance to win at the end and no, no moral victories, but I can't punish you too much for playing a tough schedule and, and losing close games. Elmont, number nine, I believe they did drop a bit. Because when you look at it, yes, their losses are to tough teams, but their best win right now is Marysville. And they play the same schedule that the other teams in the BWAC play for the most part. You know, other than week one and week nine. Everybody in the BWAC And that's why there are other BWAC teams way ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, My number nine team, uh, for the first time they're in my poll this year, Harbor Beach. Hey, give them the, some love the, to the Well, players. I mean, uh, I know they got beaten pretty bad by Ubley, but they bounced back with a 40-point win over a decent Marlette team. Do I think Marlette are world killers? No, but I think they're a good football team. They're a playoff team. So, um, th- and it, I was looking for a way to get Yale in, but quite frankly – I can't put Yale in over Harbor Beach, so I had to put Harbor Beach in. Number eight is where I slotted Cardinal Mooney. You beat a team you're supposed to beat. You did it in an emphatic fashion. Go do it again. Go beat Go beat Everest. Cash your ticket to the prep bowl. I'd like to go to Ford Field week nine. Um, I, I struggled a bit here. I really did. Um, I had Mooney at eight last week, and I had PH at seven, and I really thought about flipping them but I don't know that I want to punish PH that much 
for a, a touchdown loss to Northern. And like you say, do you want to re- reward Mooney that much for winning a game they were supposed to win the way they won it? Um, so Mooney will stay at uh, number eight for me. And Port Huron High is at number seven, and much to the reasons like you said. Port Huron High's two losses are to two teams that are undefeated. Grand Rapids, Catholic Central, and Port Huron Northern. One was a much more competitive game than the other, but their losses are to good teams, and they've been taking care of business with everyone else. When I really try to stack up the resumes, again, you're not going to be able to compare a D8 Mooney team apples to apples with a D2 Port Huron team. And like we've said before, this poll is a mix of who's the best in like a power ranking, who would beat who, and who is most deserving of that spot. Like if Almont played Mooney, I think Almont would win, but it I don't know. I I would hedge Almont, but Mooney's more deserving of that spot. But Port here on high's two losses, again, are to two undefeated teams, and they've just slaughtered the teams they're supposed to slaughter. I didn't punish them, they stay at seven. Yeah, and just to clarify, I don't go by do I think this team would beat that team? You can't do a poll like this. If you're going to do it like that, then you have to break it up and do a poll for each division. Basically. And then Ubley would be my number one team in, in eight and so on and so forth. And Anchor but, Bay might be number one. Yeah, but but we're just we're taking the area teams, and I do it by what they're doing, how they're playing, and what they're doing with the schedule that they play. And, you know, that's, what, that's why I can justify putting – Ubly ahead of bigger schools. Yes. Um, PH is my number seven. Um, kind of explained it when I was explaining number eight. Ubly's <laughs> number six. Yep. And if we did it by who, again. I really want to put Ubly up higher, but I just feel like the top five teams are really good. Yes. And uh, Ubly's really, really good, if not great. And, again, like what we did last week when I did the the, the the postseason tier list, which I'll do again next week after two more weeks of that, they were in the highest tier because they have the best chance to go to Ford Field and win. And I don't know. There's Number six is their nice little nestle spot yeah. for them. Well, I, I just, uh, uh, again, um, and this isn't always the way I, I would do things, but the, the next five teams um, play at a higher level. Yeah. And that's why I'm – Kind of, because if I just went by results, you make an argument. Ubley should have been number one all along. Yeah, from the beginning. Yeah. All right, so I've got Ubley at number six as well, and they've just been terrific again this year. And that's all I'll say about them. Keep Marine City at number five. The Marysville win is nice, but the teams above them also had nice wins. Um. Go ahead, say your number five, and then we'll... we'll Armada is my number five. We've had these two guys flip all year long. Again, I know Armada beat them in week one, but another part of my reasoning in my poll is how are you playing now? Right now, I, I think Marine City's playing really well, and Armada's playing good. And I think, I mean, Armada did just beat Almont, and they that's a team that, again... You want to compare the resumes. Armada's best wins are now uh, Marine City and Almont. Marine City's best wins are South Lake and Marysville. I'd take Armada's two wins over that. So that's why Armada's number four for me. Uh, the Almont win helped solidify them at number four for me. Yeah, and, and for me, though, I'm looking at, and I know it's against two tough teams, but if Almont loses this week, it's three straight losses and how good are they really? They're a good team, but are they a great team? And does does that does a win over them mean as much? Well, and I'd argue that with each subsequent Marine City win, Armada's win looks better and better. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to argue that. I'm just going to I'm just I'll say it right now. I want these two teams to play again. I want a Marine City Armada playoff game. I want to see if. Armada's win was the real deal. All right. That's all I'm saying about that one. Again, I look at that game, I guess, differently than everybody else does. I I look at that game as one yard either way, and on that particular night, 
Armada got the yard or stopped Marine City from getting the yard. Well, it'll be a discussion for another day. Okay. Um, at number, I was having fun with that. <laughs> well, you see, had the little fire in your eye there, like because well, yeah, I don't want to get too off track. Because yeah, there's we'll, we'll save that because I, I want to talk about the top three. Okay, number three, I keep Port here on Northern, and this one I struggled with the most because them uh, they, they they just got their signature win of the year, and I really contemplated flipping them actually hold on am i looking i might have messed that up i actually did switch them so i apologize i did put them up at number two and north branch is number three and i apologize i, I looked i copied my list just because i kept most of oh, them in the same spot from a week ago so north branch is number three and i moved them down because again if i'm staying consistent a win over Port here on high, I feel, is a better win than a win over Elmont. Neither team has had a super tough schedule in their one test they both passed. So I gave Northern the nod with the win over PH. They're number two, and North Branch is number three for me. That could change a lot in, in the next, uh, not maybe this week, but week seven and eight, North Branch has a chance to vault back up. It's not their fault. Their tough games are at the end. But at this point, Northern has the better resume. Yeah, and uh, we're the same here. I've had North Branch at uh, three. Again, I'm waiting for them to play more of their big games. Uh, and uh, for me, uh, I really have liked that Northern defense all year. And, yeah, a win over Port here in high makes them a solid number two team for me right now. And Croslex is number one. I know some people go, well, they barely beat Yale. They beat them. And here's the other thing. Here was the biggest difference. Their non-conference game. They beat up Swan Valley. And so that Swan Valley win has been the, the biggest tiebreaker because, okay, the Croslex also beat Armada, who is the highest team I have in my poll with a loss. And their wins are just better, and I'm not going to punish them for winning a close game against a team that's not in our top 10, albeit, but they still won the game, and their other wins are strong enough that they could fall back on because Swan Valley's not a bad loss by any means, or a bad win by any means, and Armada is, is their win over Almont, again, strengthens that win. And let's give Yale a little credit for playing a good football game on Friday, too. Uh, and let's also point out the fact that Crosslex went to Yale Park and got the win without 100% of their team. Yeah. And guys that they're missing are not backups or guys that don't play or guys that don't contribute. They're missing some big guns right now. And, yeah, I'm not going to punish them for winning the game just because it was by three. I'm not pun punishing Marine City, and they lost the game by a point. And Swan Valley, by the way, since starting 0-2 to Croslex and Frankenmuth, are 3-0. and Yeah. They've so. won three straight. They're going to win four straight before they meet up with Freeland. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's a quality win. Again, I saw their game against Armada, and Croslex was very impressive in that game. Now, they still have Almont, and they still have North Branch to deal with, um, but – the coming weeks will tell us who's better in those games. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Uh, you want to go over the top tens again real quick. All right, so uh, I have Crosslex at number one. I'm going to work from one to ten. Crosslex at number one, Northern at number two, North Branch at number three, uh, Marine City at number four, Armada at number five, Ubley at number six, PH at number seven, Mooney at number eight, Harbor Beach is in for me this week at number nine, uh, and Elmont holds at number ten. And mine? Yours is Crosslex, Northern, North Branch, so we're the same one through three. Um, we flip-flop Armada and Marine City. You've got Armada at four, Marine City at five. We're the same with Ubley. We're the same with PH. We're the same with Mooney. You've got Elmont at nine and Beach at ten. We flip-flop those. Yep. So, so we've got all the right teams. We just don't agree on all the right orders. And yeah, and <laughs> Which is all right because – I think the last couple of years, we didn't always have the same 10 teams. And, well, 
I was thinking about like if if a team fell out, who do you put in there? And there's, I mean, Yale might be Richmond is three and two, but they're going to have a tough test this week. Yale's, I mean, at this point, Yale's best win is kind of their loss to Cross Lex. That's their most impressive performance. There's no real solid contender to replace any of those teams with. No, I mean, uh, and I like Marysville, but they lost by four touchdowns. And so it wasn't that close. I, I couldn't. It was not. I couldn't close. keep them in and ignore Harbor Beach for the sixth straight week. And I think again, we're learning just how heads above the rest of the GTC East Ubley is. Harbor Beach, like I said, could be a top ten team in D eight. They're just sharing a league with number one. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I cannot argue with any of the, anything that uh, you did. I don't always agree with it, but I can't argue it. All right. You made some good points. You were lucid. And, you weren't all crazy. And hopefully <laughs> we settle all these by the end of the year because by the end of the year we'll have a North Branch Cross-Lex game. Yeah. By the end of the year we'll have Arma- Armada-North Branch is going to be a game in Armada that should be really interesting. That's next week. Uh Hopefully we get a Marine City Armada rematch. I'd fully expect that to happen unless the the, the districts get real wonky. But no, I think I think uh, we'll, we'll find it all out and we'll see how right or wrong we were as the as the years went on. All right. So with that, we will uh, see you next time with the picks, um, which uh, I'm going to boast a little bit that for as crazy as everybody thinks I am. I'm 46 and four this year, and I just want to get that out there uh, because you never know when the bad week is coming. <laughs> I don't think it's coming this week. I hope not. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.